Hey everybody, welcome back to a Rocky Star Podcast. This is your host, Brian Argot. This is uh, Monday of April 24th. We just uh, got done recording the podcast as the Miami Heat just uh, closed out the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, one of the greatest performances by Jimmy Butler you will ever see. Um, damn, I mean, he's uh, still adding to his point total. Uh, the game's not even over just yet. He has 55 points. Uh, the Bucks are obviously fouling here at the end. The game's not over just yet. But man, what a comeback. Um, I can't wait to go back and watch a lot of the highlights of this game um, because it's absolutely just, wow, what an incredible um, stat line by Jimmy Butler and everything like that. Towards the end of the podcast, Steve and I are like just in awe of what's just happened here. Um, but yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler just drew another foul right now. It looks like he's going to end up with maybe 57 points right now. He's uh, 14 to 16 at the line. Anyways, uh, Steve and I, we talk, uh, NBA, we talk, uh, the Aaron Rodgers news in the NFL, a little bit about the draft coming up here on Thursday. And we talk a lot about, uh, MLB. Um, and I record, I, uh, reveal my new podcast name for the sports uh, for my sports new sports show, <laughs> that's what it is. It's gonna be called uh, Sportsmanlike Conduct with Brian Argot. That's gonna be the new name of the sports podcast. Anyways, I hope you guys all enjoy this episode with myself and Steve. Uh, welcome back to a Rocky Star Podcast, everybody. This is your host Brian Argot, and I'm with my good pal Steve and producer Steve. Sorry, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. How you doing there, man? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? How are you? I am doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk some uh, NBA real quick, uh, some NFL news. Aaron Rodgers is officially finally traded after I, what feels like four to five months in the making. Um, yeah. Only one team involved, and that was the Jets the whole time, pretty much. And then we're going to talk some baseball. A lot of baseball over the weekend. We have a lot of news to get to there. Uh, let's dive into some NBA. Your 76ers have uh, advanced. They swept the Brooklyn Nets. The broom out. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're... They uh, were in a little trouble there in game three, but uh, not a great series for Embiid. He looked he got, looked a little hurt there in game three. Yeah. Hurt, his, hurt his knee. Some sort play. of knee thing going on, yeah. Yeah, didn't play in game four. In game three, he did have a big block there at the end um, there to kind of help seal their victory. A victory. But a uh, big shout-out to one guy who I really like, and that is uh, Tyrese freaking Maxey. Love yeah. that guy. Uh, yeah, man. Man, he is a uh, he's a keeper. You definitely do not want to trade him, um, especially with uh, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I th- I still think the East and the West are both just wide open. I I could, would not be surprised if four teams are in the finals in each um, of the conferences there. Uh, but one thing I do know with the 76ers is that um, you know Harden is speculated to leave. Let him walk. Let him walk. Don't pay him I, that max of two hundred fifty million. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I want like last year. I, I don't know. He, I, I think he was on. Uh, he had something going on last year, and he just didn't look very good. This year, he's been stepping up a little bit. He's been getting more assists. He's been playing more minutes, I believe, this year than he did last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just one the, of those got good. No, just, just the thing with him, man. It, the thing with Harden is, is um, he's getting older. He's gonna be, I think, thirty three. And um, don't give that kind of player that kind of money. I'm no. sorry. Like um, he he's dependent on, he, he was one of those guards and, and he played to an advantage in 2018. He won the uh, MVP 
Um, he should have had two MVPs. Should have won the year. Russell Westbrook won the MVP as well. Yeah. The Harden should uh, be a two-time MVP. Um, and the thing is, though, is the league has changed. They they're not calling those fouls, which is pretty much called the James Harden rule, where you dive into somebody and that's an automatic foul. The league's definitely changed that, and that was yeah. for the better. It was for the better. Harden perfected those rules. I really hated it. Uh, definitely like sour the NBA there um, going on with with that because. It's like if this is how the league's gonna be played, I definitely don't want to watch it. I'm so glad they took that away. But um, Harden has lost a lot from his game from that, and um, uh, he's not the shooter he once was either. No. Um, and you know he can still pass the ball. He's still a great passer. Uh, he can still play, be a good playmaker. And he, there's still about seventy five percent of what he used to be able to do there, like doing a good pick and roll with Embiid and all that. But um. You know, for someone who definitely depended on that for the last five years, he's definitely not that same guy, though. Um, and I, to give someone like that $50 million, it's just absolutely insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, if I would not, uh, if I was the Sixers, um, if you could work out a sign and trade and try to get something back, um, there, there's, a, there's been a lot of rumors that he's going to go back to Houston. Houston today just signed, or they uh, just got their coach, their new coach. Uh, I saw that's that, yeah. Ime Udoka, who used to mm-hmm. be the former coach of the the Boston Celtics. Who the Celtics, to, yeah. Who went to the finals last year, was suspended this year because of uh, some misconduct within the organization. Uh, he was suspended by the Celtics, not the league. So um, the Celtics handled that in-house. They let him go and interview. He was, he was rumored there to um, be the coach, I forget, um, who was for, like mid-season. He was in a jump into a team, and I – I don't remember who that was, but um, he he ends up signing with the Rockets. Um, I mean, good good signing by them. He's obviously a good coach. Got them to the finals with his first year as a um, coach uh, as a coach. And uh, yeah, uh, I I would not if Harding goes there, I would let him walk if that's what it takes. If you can work out a sign and trade, even better. Try to get something back in return for him. But I feel at this point, um, you know, they say don't lose assets. But the thing is, you can't pay Harden $50 million a year. It's definitely worth losing an asset because in the long run, you're going to be well off for that. He's And he's making 34 a year right now. Yeah, that, that's about, you know, for, yeah. for his for that caliber. Of for where he's at, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that is that is expected. But getting into that $50 million range, that is, that's high. Yeah, it's, that's a little high. Yeah, he's and, 33 right now, so he'll be 34 in August. Who knows if and it, maybe if they win the finals, maybe it is justified that he gets that kind of contract. I, I still, I still don't see the Sixers even if they win the finals to give him that kind of money because for what I, a year though, like that's I mean, no, it wouldn't be a year. It'd be five. It'd be a five it would year, be like a five year deal. Yeah, two hundred fifty exactly. million dollar extension. That's what he yeah. he'd be eligible for that supermax because he's um he's been in the league that long, so he'd be eligible for that. And uh, what like I said, which is absolutely insane. Um, you do not want to want to pay him that amount of money. And if the the Rockets want to offer him something like that, uh, he played for the Rockets for a long time. Um, you know, the, when um, they traded for him, I think it was in 20, I want to say 2012 or 2012. 2013. Yeah. 2013 uh, like that. yeah. So around that range, I mean, he was, he was there for a long time. Uh, he, his, the system worked with him. Um, they ended up trading him because uh, Harden quit on it, quit on that team. I mean, Harden quit on there. He showed up overweight. They traded him to Brooklyn, and to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you know, then traded him to the 76ers for 
Ben Simmons. And I mean, God, what a steal because you guys got out from underneath that Ben Simmons contract. And that's an absolute, um, you know, shit storm. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I don't even know if Simmons has been playing. I mean, I watched no, game four Sim- the other night and he's, he was sitting no. on the bench with a hoodie on. So no, Sim- Simmons is not playing. He, yeah. He's still, he's still claiming an injury. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just something with that guy that is absolutely wrong. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. Let's uh let's move on from the 76ers, man. I uh congrats to them. They're uh awaiting to play their next team. Right now, uh we have the we have uh the Bucks and the Milwaukee and the Heat. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee and the Heat playing. They're kind of uh the, the Bucks are on that. Giannis missed the first three games of this series. He's back tonight. Uh they are leading for I think that reason because you know uh the Heat do have a two one advantage on them. Uh the Bucks are up by 13 right now. But with this with this team at full strength, um, the heat should not be, um, even in the scenario with no. where they're at because, but, um, they, they, they played, uh, they played a Bucks team without their best player. And, um, I think if, if that's the kind of series it would have been, if Giannis is out this whole series, I would think the heat could actually win, actually win the series, even though I think the Bucks team on paper is better, even still with the, with the cast, the heat have, um, <laughs> but, uh, the one, the winner of that, um, if the Bucks win tonight, they'll tie that series two to two. Uh, the game after that, we have the Grizzlies and the Lakers going into Game Four. The uh, Lakers take a two-one advantage over that. Um, I think the Lakers are going to win again. I there, I didn't. I just think the Lakers play better defense than the Grizzlies. I, the Lakers kind of do whatever they want on offense, and um, you know, I, I the Grizzlies obviously can't come alive. Um, they don't have the bigs to keep up with um, with uh, AD and the Lakers. And think about, you know, everyone's like, oh, what about Drew Jackson, the defensive player of the year? Congrats, he won the defensive player of the year. But this guy gets fouls every time. Every like, time. He, yeah. Every time this guy gets fouls. <laughs> so you're going to see it again tonight. This game will start here in about 45 minutes as we're recording this um, at 7 p.m. Pacific time. But, um, yeah, it's um, the the Lakers, I think, are going to win this. Um, I'll, I'll say in six. Um uh, I did not think that going into the series. I thought the Grizzlies were going to play a lot better. And tonight they can come out and they can make 23s. And I could be absolutely wrong too. I mean, yeah. they were, they are the number two seed, but um, I think the Lakers from what I've seen the last few games, I, I just think they control this game too easy and they, they slow it down. And um, the, the Grizzlies are a team that depend on like, I, I think they play better without John Morant. Um, I mean, they beat he's, the Lakers. I think they he's beat back the Lakers. tonight, right? No, he was he played on he played game three. He had about oh, 40, he played, he had 40 points. Three. Okay. Yeah, he had yeah. 40 points. Yeah. But that was like a lot of that was garbage time points. Um, not gonna say like all of it was like absolutely garbage time. You know, he's trying to bring them back. Um, but th- that game was over by like halftime. It wasn't even close. Um, but like I said, I think the Lakers control the series uh from here. If they they end up losing the series, I'd be uh shocked. Um, well, a big game tonight too because they're at home and it looks like game four so they'll be going back to memphis uh for the next game so yeah be good for them to win tonight uh, yeah you know i mean yeah to to have control of that series at least because yeah. to go back uh other other notes in the nba uh Kawhi will uh Kawhi for the clippers he will miss game five um and it is a must win they have to win or else they're out so they're out yeah, um Kawhi's knee's been swelling uh he's he's uh gonna be missing uh, the Suns, um, they, damn, they look scary. Devin Booker, I, I, I love that guy. One of my favorite players to watch. I have a lot of his rookie cards. I'm uh, hoping that they make a a finals <laughs> trip because I would like those rookie cards to go up a lot. They're so, they're uh, favored by twelve and a half tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I um, uh, if I'm a if I'm a betting guy, and some of you guys might know I am, 
Uh, I would take the Clippers actually. Um, yeah, plus 12 and a half. Yeah. I, I think the, I mean, they've been close every time, and Russell Westbrook yeah. has been playing his ass off. Um, also, tomorrow night, you got uh, Timberwolves Nuggets. I think uh, the, the Nuggets are favored by nine and a half. Another, um, I think the Timberwolves are going to play their ass off because, again, they're facing elimination, but they have all their players. And I I think they have the second best player in the series in um, Anthony Edwards behind uh, Jokic. And uh, I don't think I don't know why they're nine and a half point uh, underdogs. I, I think uh, they found something last night where they came back and won an overtime against the uh, Nuggets. And Jokic, what an incredible performance by him! He had over he had over forty points in that game. But uh, Edward, real quick, Denver was going for their first playoff sweep ever. I yeah, heard, like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, their first playoff sweep ever, and uh, a game where they they would like to be resting right now. I, I think. Yeah. Um, you know they they have found something. They're they're obviously beating up on the Timberwolves in the first three games, um, but if the Wolves can win tomorrow, I I would be if I'm the Nuggets, I'd be a little scared because I think there's something about this Wolves team that is kind of scary. They play really hard defense and they play their asses off, and I I think they really all like, kind of like each other, even even though uh, Kyle Anderson and and uh, Rudy Gobert had a, a you know a pushing and then Rudy Gobert pu- punched Kyle Anderson <laughs> punched him yeah. yeah and then he was suspended for that game. I still think um, besides Rudy, the whole Rudy Gobert drama, I think this team likes playing with each other, and that's because of the, that player Anthony Edwards. So um, I, I think uh, he could be a difference maker. And if you do want to bet some action, that nine and a half is a little too high in my opinion. Uh, and then tomorrow also is the Celtics going for the they're going they're going into Game Five versus the Hawks. They're looking to. Uh, advance here with the win tomorrow, and I I think they do. The Celtics are just too problem. Yeah, yeah, they're too long for that Hawks team. The Hawks will have to what they did in game uh game three is they made so they just made all the shots, and that's what they're gonna have to do in game yeah. five. <laughs> and I I don't I just don't see it happening. The Celtics are too good defensively. Uh, they they just have they and the Hawks can't stop any of their guys. Even when they made all the shots in in that game three, that they, they it's not like they killed the Celtics. Uh. Um, I think the Celtics will uh, easily win and they'll be advancing there too. Um, but yeah, that's uh, what we got on the slate uh, right now. And uh, the other, like I said, we had a big, big trade today. NFL, I, maybe we should have started with this. Aaron Rodgers, I, I didn't want to yeah. start with it because it was Aaron Rodgers. That's that's why. Yeah. We were talking about this before the show a little bit. <laughs> um, this trade should have happened about a month ago, maybe three At months least. ago. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it was always Roger to the Jets. No other team was in a willing to give up what uh, they were. were. Uh, apparently, it's a match made in heaven for the Jets. Uh, Rogers will be wearing uh, Broadway number Joe's eight, n- right? number. Yeah, yeah. be wearing number eight. Um, and uh, Namath gave him because um, he want to take Namath's number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Namath <laughs> gave him uh, the go ahead, the permission to do it. You, you know, so he's gonna be wearing number eight. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, we had the NFL draft this Thursday. Um, this is how much I don't want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade. Right. Uh, there, there was a lot of picks involved, though. Did you see Adam Schefter? He broke this live on the as it yep. was going down. Yeah, I saw it. I watched I, it live. Yeah, yeah, it was that was pretty cool, man. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, that was a, that was a cool breakdown. Something that you know you used to see all the time back on ESPN. Now it's always you know on on Twitter, like Twitter or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, the NBA Shams, um, their uh, reporter. He he spends like seventeen hours of screen time a day on his phone, like especially like during the 
NBA trade wow. deadline and free agency. Like I was like on his phone nonstop. I was like, man, wow. that is insane. I, I, I can't don't imagine. The, yeah. yeah, I don't have the bandwidth to even do that. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm staring at the screen for like nine hours right now, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, this guy doing that for 17 hours. Wow. Credit to you, Shams, and I'm sure a lot of other uh, writers and reporters are doing the same uh, kind of hard work because it's definitely not an easy job, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about the Roger trade a little bit more. So they 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 uh, did first round swaps uh, for the for picks. So uh, the the Packers moved up, um, and the Jet the Jets traded back there. Uh, then there is they also traded for um, another late round pick. And then there's a conditional second-round pick for next year. What could turn into a first-round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps? So, I mean, um, it's Rodgers who... Which is pretty likely as long as he doesn't get injured. and Yeah, and he he seems healthy going into it next year. I know he's an older quarterback, but uh, he, he's been a guy who's been relatively healthy uh, for the most so, part. So long as that offensive line, I mean, they need to definitely take them draft picks and, and draft a couple of linemen, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, he, they needs def- a, he needs the protection. He's not a scrambler. He's getting older. But um, the thing about the Jets team is they they are pretty field at every other position. They have the running backs. They, they have, have They have the receivers. They, yeah. have, they have the defense. They have a defensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodgers gives them a lot of um, veteran experience. Again, not a fan of Rodgers um, at this at this age. I, I still – I do think he is better than what he showed last year, though. I got to give him some credit. This guy came off of two straight MVPs, um, and I think he will return to some of that form instead of what we saw last year because I think what we saw last year from Rodgers is a little bit of a of a joke. I mean, I, I just I, – I just don't think he was that – is that bad. I, I – you know, it yeah – I I think um, the Jets could win out in this trade. I think I know it's a lot of money. The Packers um, they they definitely um, they took a big hit against the cap because Rodgers is making so much, he's making like fifty million dollars a year, and the Jets are paying the you know the next two years of that. Um, but and the yeah. Jets picked up Lazard too earlier yeah. in the month. Yeah, they picked the Lazard. They were getting the running back back last year who yeah. uh, tore tore his ACL uh, halfway through the year. I mean. This Jets team, man, they were they were on a good path. Uh, they just didn't have they just didn't have the the uh, quarterback. Zach Wilson didn't pan out. I, I'd be curious if uh, if a team will take a risk on Zach Wilson. I know he, you know I know he looked terrible, but yeah, I mean, it, he got benched for what? What was that guy's name? Mike Mike White? Yeah, Mike White. Mike White. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, his QBR is thirty three. Uh, no, no, I, I, I get it. He 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 was not good. He looked <sighs> okay in his first year. He I mean, looked he was, okay. He was awful last year, but yeah. don't forget he he still is a top 10 first round pick. Right. Um. Not like I said. We we see a lot of picks that are always busts. Of course, Mitch hey, Trubisky. Yeah, number two pick. Yeah. Um. And he was a highly touted prospect. I'm just maybe New York is not the the scene for him. Could be it. I mean, look look at um, look at the quarterback that's now in uh, Seattle. Uh, what's his name? Um, that just got a there the former, uh, he was he got drafted by the Jets. Now he got a contract. Oh for, oh uh, 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 oh, that's my dude, Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith. Got that's it. My West Virginia. I, dude. I, kept, I watched I kept, him play in college. Yeah, I kept wanting to say uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, New York's a, New York is a tough place to to you know be a quarterback, especially for the it New is. York Jets. I mean, yeah, God, man. Um, 
I, I like I said, if he if he went to a team like the Niners where you had Mike Shanahan as your coach, I'm talking about Zach Wilson. Um, I think Shanahan could turn his career around. Yeah, I mean, this guy says we'll have two years uh, left on his deal with the, I think, and I still think you could if you trade a pick like that. I still think you if another team could would be able to pick up that rookie option. Just saying though, if yeah. you played in a smaller market, I just be curious to see what his career could look like. Not saying he'd be great, but you know, a new change of scenery is always good for a quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, Geno Smith got himself a three-year extension now. Good, good for him. You know. Yeah, I mean, he, he was comeback player of the year last year, I believe, too. Yeah, he yeah. was, and I he was a quarterback that I'd never absolutely believed in at all. Um, yeah, but he, well, he had a great career at West Virginia. And yeah, then he got drafted, but, and then he got drafted by the Jets, and it's like, well, no, he, he's been bouncing. He's been bouncing over the league for the last, you know, I mean, better part of a probably almost 10 a, years almost so. a decade. Yeah, almost yeah. a decade. He had a decent year last year. Even Russell Wilson was there, but um, when he when he did start, when Russell Wilson was hurt. Yeah, um, you know, he had a good year. He played well in the playoffs up until the Niners kicked, kicked their butts in the second half. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, yeah, man. Uh, Rogers to the Jets. Uh, Green Bay, I'm sure, is happy to uh, have him out of there, and I'm sure Jordan Love is now happy to have a clean slate and to prove what he got because I think he is a hell of a quarterback. I think Jordan Love is ready to prove something. I, I think um, going into the season. Uh, he's gonna have some more confidence because I he's shown some glimpses that he could throw the ball. I I really do like him a lot. And um, yeah, with with uh, with with that said, man, there, it's time to get into some baseball. We have a we had a lot of news uh, last week. Uh, we, we ended with uh the Scherzer with the Scherzer news. Uh, him him um not appealing the suspension, um which was uh. Kind of interesting. I, you know, knowing Scherzer, I thought he wouldn't go down without a fight. Um, he instead, yeah, they take, said I saw an article that said he was going to appeal it and he didn't. It was, it was a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were, there was, uh, initial, um, articles or uh, reports that he was going to, uh, appeal it. Did not because I, I think that, um, I just think he thought it wasn't worth it. Um, this was a guy who swore on his kids that he didn't cheat. Um, the umpires saw him wash his hands and watched him reapply the stuff and then still came out. And new glove, glove, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still um kicked him out of the game for the substance. And the Mets are without a lot of starting pitching right now. They have a lot of injuries to their guys, and somehow the Mets are 14 to 9. It's they lost two straight (laughs) to the Giants, they were just 14 to 7, but uh now 14 9, and yeah, the Mets are somehow doing it. Uh thanks to that man Pete Alonzo, he's been absolutely terrific. Yeah, he really has 10 home runs on the year for that guy. But uh yeah, man, the, the Scherzer thing. Um, I I just I'm curious what the league is gonna do because there has to be something done here. Um, you're you're not allowed to apply the apparently you're not allowed to apply the rosin before you leave the dugout. You're supposed to apply it on the mound. On so the I mound, wonder yeah. I wonder if they're gonna strictly enforce that or something something has to happen because the the rosin sweat thing it's all legal. They need to clarify it. They need to address this now because this cannot happen again. I mean it for me like it impacts me directly because I'm a Mets fan and you know, it sucks because like I said, this team uh, with starting pitcher I have right now, they're getting pummeled into the ground. And I know the Mets get Verlander back soon and we will have um, Scherzer back in less than a week now. Um, But still it's a little bit of uh, nonsense. And I think the league needs to address this Um, instead of, you know, uh, you know, we can move on to that instead of uh, that Manfred's over here addressing the Oakland, A's soon to be <laughs> Las Vegas A's 
Um, he he's addressing that apparently. Uh, d- did you see this report today, Steve? That uh, yeah. what Manfred yeah, he said, said? He said he was sorry for the fans, but that he was all about them. Uh, yeah, he's back in the owners on not, this. Yeah, not using it as leverage or something. I saw. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the, so with Manfred again, I have not been a big fan of Manfred at all during his time as the commissioner. Uh, the one thing I have been a fan of that of his since he has come on is these rule changes. To this year, I was going to say it took him yeah. what? How long has he been commissioner? I like think 12 about years or something. Or no, no, or not something? that not that long. About six or seven years. I think he took six over in twenty. I think he took over in twenty sixteen. Um, That's what it was. Okay. But yeah, I mean, no, but he he's been the manager for a long time. He called the World Series championship a piece of metal. Yeah. Um. He gave the the Astros a lackluster suspension. Um, he's, he, there's just been a lot of, uh, things were in this league that, you know, the, the, I think the, everybody, the fans would love to see a new commissioner step in at one point or another, but, um, you know, just, just when I thought that, uh, you know, he finally did something positively, he comes out and supports the A's owner and with like, with, he said that he doesn't, you know, that the Oakland city council is the one to blame for this and the government there and they are they are sort of to blame for for the a's kind of moving on um here's here's a little bit about the story there uh you know so the a's are a poorly run franchise uh but but the thing is they made an offer to the oakland city council and they came back and insisted the a's accept the counter offer apparently the counter offer was supposed to be about $395 million that was going to be for a 35,000 seat stadium New stadium. Yeah. And apparently it was around 90 million was the uh, counter offer. And that, that was in it. And the, um, the A's ag- agree to the, a different number. And apparently the, the o- Oakland city council couldn't come up with the funds for the infrastructure that was promised. So that was a big part of a big part of it. And then here was a council member by the A's. She uh, came out on Twitter. Her name is uh, Nikki Fortinua Bass. I am sorry if I'm uh, butchering her name. Not really good there at reading. Not my forte. Um, but anyways, uh, paraphrasing there. But uh, she came out and said, uh, my statement to the Oakland A's um, has uh, worked. In, they, the council has worked incredibly hard to reach an agreement with the A's. Countless residents have engaged in the community be- uh, benefits process. She wants to thank everybody. They have worked for a win-win deal. The A's are not committed to Oakland. It's time to move on. Um, if they didn't come up with the money that was promised to the A's, then they were going to they, they failed. They yeah, failed. Exactly. Yeah. So the the A's, like I said, um, I don't blame the A's for moving. I I'm not I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of um uh, of uh, governments or cities using funds to build a uh, and this goes for all professional sports a stadium for a professional sports league. I'm just not look yeah you know that should be on the owners. I've always said that look if you're if you're you know if you're an owner of a sports team and you know you could afford to own that then you should be able to afford to to find yeah. a place for your team. And he just the owner of John John Fisher, the owner of the A's just spent one billion dollars to buy land in Las Vegas. So, um, this is kind of where this is kind of where it's gone. We've had yep. three teams from Oakland leave there to to go play in in Oakland. We that that was um you know just how it's kind of it's kind of been. You know, yeah, the and Raiders this, go this there. This article I'm looking at. This article yep. I'm looking at says that the A's are going to work with the county and the state on a public 
private partnership to fund the new stadium. So that means that Fisher's not even, or not Fisher, um, the owner is not even. Yeah, John like, Fisher is the owner of the A's. It is Fisher, yeah, yeah. Um, 30 to 35,000 uh, seat capacity, and they're hoping to break ground next year and move by 2027. But just that is alarming right there. I mean, they're working with the county and the state on a private-public partnership to fund the stadium. Yeah, and like so, I said... Th- so they bought is- the land, but now Fisher's not even showing out the cash for the for the stadium itself. Well, he bought the land in, in Las Vegas. He doesn't... Not, 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 oh, this this yeah. is what you're talking about, in Nevada. That's They're talking about Nevada, yeah. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. and the, this is, of course, John Fisher's too cheap to, fu- to fund yeah. his own. The thing is, is thing with, with Vegas is, they're willing. They're they're willing. Like, hey, we want you guys here. And I guess what I think there's a fan base there. Look, because we saw with the Golden Knights, yep. the, the Golden Knights uh, came in. They were there. The WNBA team from and then they won the Stanley Oakland. Cup too, didn't they? Didn't the yeah. Knights win the Stanley Cup like the or, first or second or they year were they in, were there? They were in the Stanley Cup or something like that or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they, made they, it, yeah. they went far, but that was uh, a little different too because they had the whole like we pick one player from every team or something like that. Wasn't that how they started their roster up? Didn't they get like picks from every team or? Something? Yeah, yeah. I think that's how it happens though when they do an expansion. When an expansion team, but this yeah. is a move, so this will be a little different. But no, I mean, but also don't forget the Raiders moved there. The Raiders fan, right. fan base loves it. In the WNBA team from Oakland to uh, oh, move, yeah. that moved to Las Vegas, uh, they they moved to Las Vegas too, yeah. and apparently they they love them there too. Not a big fan of WNBA. Sorry, I don't know who what that team is. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, don't hold don't hold that against me. But um, the A's moving there just seems so inevitable at this point. Um, you know, like I said, the deal is kind of up in the air. There's it's like it's kind of like 50-50 from what the reports were today on some of the baseball shows and um, and all that kind of going on that the, they're still trying to salvage a deal to keep the A's in Oakland. Let them move on. I'm sorry. The fan, the, the ownership has done a terrible job with putting that crappy product out on the field. The A, the A's right now have the worst differential since 19. Uh, uh, sorry. This is a run score differential since 1900. They might be as bad as the 1962 Mets who only won 40 games. Right now, they're only a four game. They've only won four games this year. They've lost a lot of games by ten or which more means, runs. Which means what? They're on pace to win 30, 33? Yeah, yeah maybe less than yeah forty yeah, games. It's, it's something like that. Like, like I said, and they also been, have the, they also have the lowest payroll in baseball this year too. Of course they million. do. Yeah, yeah, because guess what? Their owner's too damn cheap. That's cheap. why. Yeah, exactly. Their owner's too cheap. They're like I said. Open. I want to see them open their their books. What like what kind of money do they get? I'm talking about for prior years. I don't want to see this year's. Obviously, what they put on the field this year, I, I don't think anyone's watching it. Like who who's going to watch this game? Maybe four thousand fans in the stadium at this. Yeah, time? you saw you saw my text the other day. Their, I their average attendance is like eleven thousand or something this year. It's the lowest in the league. I mean, yeah. obviously everything's the lowest well, in the I'm, league, but but eleven thousand that's low. Oh that's yeah, average. of course. And like I said, they're putting out shitty product on the field, and and it's not against those guys. The thing is, is. You know, I, I hate to talk bad about those those players because it's not their fault. But the thing is, is it all falls back on ownership. They they're not forking over their money. They're saying one thing: look, we don't we don't care what you do. We right. we don't care. That's it exactly what they're showing. And and how how Manfred lets them get away with this? It's absolutely unacceptable. This is what Manfred should be addressing: is look, dude, he needs to be going to these owners and saying, look, you need to put something out there because this is absolutely ridiculous. How do you have an eight million dollar payroll? How's your team this bad? Like, do you actually care about your franchise? Call some players up, do something. Like, it's absolutely a, 
you know, it's really pathetic. And the, the league is this is something that needs to be addressed before the next cl- collective bargaining agreement because uh, th- this just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I agree. But enough, enough on the A's. Um, like I said, they still it's not officially they moved to Vegas just yet. Uh, that whole thing is up in the air. But the A's owner did buy land there for forty nine acres as of last week. Um, but uh, some other news here: the Los Angeles Angels they lost their catcher Logan Ohape. Uh, did you see that? I he did. Yeah, torn lateral strain or uh, something like that, uh, where he's gonna be out four to six months. He's gonna be out for most of the season. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the whole year. Yeah. Um, this is big, uh, because he was uh, he was doing really good at catcher for them. Um, they definitely depended on him for that uh, pitching rotation. Um, the Angels right now sit at eleven and eleven, and this is huge for one thing, Shohei Otani. Um, he wants to compete. Um, the Angels came out last week and said there is a zero percent percent chance that they will trade Otani. Um, I'm sorry, but if the Angels are sitting at, uh, well, let's say by all-star break, they're 25 and 50 something. And this comes to all-star break. I would sure hope that they would trade Otani. It's not going to happen. I, I think, I just think that with the, how competitive their division is, I just don't see them turning around. They're, 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 lo- you know, losing their catcher. Their bullpen is not that great. Their, their starting rotation is not that great. They have great. so many pitchers that are hurt right now too. Yeah. Like, it, but that's that's, that's always the story with the angels. That's just always yeah. the story with them, and you know it, it's sad because you saw you see Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, and Otani go back to back to back, back on to Saturday. Back to back. Yep. Yeah, and then what's which is awesome, but it's like the thing is even like you know baseball is the hardest game in the world to play. That's a that's a statement by um, Tim Kirchin, and it is true. It doesn't matter. They, the Angels have two of the best players almost to ever play this game on their team. And right now they're sitting at 500. It's 11-11. Obviously very early in the season. But the thing is, you could have those players and still miss the playoffs because this is a team sport. This isn't the NBA where you have one superstar you can make the playoffs. This It's, a you know, in the NFL, same thing. It's like you get some lucky breaks and makes the playoffs. You have a good quarterback, a mediocre quarterback, but a good defense. The thing is, baseball, you know, we, we saw it. We, we seen it earlier in the year when Shohei Otani pitches a gem bullpen comes in gives up the lead and that's that it's like uh, th- this is why this game is so hard to judge yep right uh, yeah that was what was that the, that was opening day i think actually right it was opening <clears> day. it was like it the was, first it was it, like the first time and it happened 26 times yeah i think yeah. i read this off the last time it happened 26 yeah. times and 25 times the team won and that one time yeah. it was the angels and they lost <laughs> yeah and guess who that was it was against the a's they started off the yeah. season one and <laughs> Oh, Absolutely man. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, just like to you know deliver one against them, but man, yeah, it, at, it's um it's crazy. It's it, crazy. it it is man, but um I I'm a, I'm on the opinion if the Angels are at a losing record, you just trade Otani, yeah. get what you and can. If they don't, and then if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's gone at the end of the season for sure. Oh yeah, he's absolutely yeah. gonna walk. And yeah. the thing is, is you know Artie Moreno doesn't want to be the per, you know be the owner. That let Shohei Otani, oh no, that traded him. That traded right. him. Right. That's he he was say, well, he left a free agency. There's nothing I could do. It's like the thing is, is look, whatever your your fan base already hates you. If you traded Otani when you guys are under 500, at least the fan base can say, well, at least we got back this boatload of prospects 
in return for Otani, and we have something to build on. Because guess what? If they trade Otani, it'd be one of the biggest trades in MLB history. Absolutely. It, right? It's not like it would be a small trade. It would be an absolutely historic trade. Like for, you saw what Soto got back. What would they get back for freaking Shohei Otani, even though he's going into a year of free agency? Uh, I Obviously, there would only be a handful of teams that could trade for him. That Because obviously, the team that traded for him would want to resign him, right? Right. So there, there goes that. I mean, it would be one of the biggest trades we'd ever see. And the other thing is too is like, you know, if they're going to trade Otani, why not trade Mike Trout? That's what I was going to ask you. If if they get rid of him, does Trout does Trout leave too? I mean, Trout has said he he you know Trout is. It sounds he, like he's he not very to... vocal. Yeah, I, he's not a very vocal guy. I would think a part of him would want to be traded. That's the thing. It's like if I part of, in the back of his mind is like, well, if you're going to trade one of the best players to ever play this game, you know, ever come in and do this, please trade me. Like, I, I'm pretty sure like that's what's going because with, with all that it's um, yeah. I mean, there, there's obviously only a, a few teams that would take on Mike Trout's contract because it's really big. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I think he still has about eight years remaining and Trout is entering his thirties, man. I don't like big deals like this. Of course I want players to get paid, but I really wish that um, it didn't come to this because if Mike Trout had three or four years left on his deal, I think a team would trade. I think there'd be a whole boatload of teams lining up for him. Absolutely. I, I think there will only be a few teams lining up for Trout just because of how large that contract is. Yeah. It's not, had nothing to do with his back from last year. They were like, well, he's playing healthy this year. He has, I think, he has like four or five home runs of the season. But yeah, I remember that the 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 career potential career ending back weird back thing that they couldn't diagnose. Oh yeah, like, no, he what? he came out initially like ten minutes later and shot that down. He's like, what are yeah. you guys even talking <laughs> about? Talking about <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I th- uh for Mike Trout, um, I would hope he would be traded too. Just as an- this angels like dumpster fire uh, of a team because that's what it's been the last few years. It just really has. The Rendon signing has not been good. No. You know, and Rendon still has, I think, six more years left on that deal. That was a eight, that was an eight-year, two hundred forty million dollar contract too. Yeah. And they don't have a deep farm system. That's the thing. It's like if they would trade those guys. Like I said, obviously, I want to see them compete. I, I like the Angels because they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. I want to see them compete because they're like the little brother to the Dodgers, like the Clippers are to the Lakers. But they could just never seem to catch a break. Like the Clippers. the Clippers, they can't catch yeah. a break. The Clippers can't catch a break with Kawhi, and guess what? The Angels can't catch a break with anything because, you know, they always seem to lose a player at the you know wrong time. They they lose their one of their most important catchers. Hopefully, like I said, they could get someone else to fill the shoes. But yeah, it's it's just a uh, bad news for the Angels. You know <clears throat> what? You know, but some good news here. This lot uh, last week, did you see that the Pittsburgh Pirates called up a 33 year old minor leaguer, Drew? Uh, Maggie, Drew and Maggie, dude, yeah, dude, that was so cool. Did you see what the the uh my, the AAA um manager how he did it? No, uh, I didn't see that. That was cool, man. So he he gives a speech about him. He's like, you know, the, he he's talking about this player, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm paraphrasing here as I say this. He's like this player, you know, you know, he exemplifies greatness. He's a hard worker. He comes in every day. Well, yeah, he's come. He's this guy did come in every day, guy. Played over a thousand, a thousand minor league games. He was drafted in 2010. 
He's 33 years old. I was going to say, I knew he was in, in, in the minors for like 10 years, at least yeah. 10 years or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, for 10 years and he gets his shot at the big leagues, man. And guess what? Being a minor leaguer does not pay a lot of money. It no. is crap money. Um, but now he's getting called to the big leagues. I sure hope he can stay in the big leagues for a just amount of time to where he can make that $750,000 as a, you know, as a player, because that would be awesome. I, and I hope he can play for a few years, but you know, the, the likeliness of that happening sometimes is not very high, but uh, you know, I hope he can come in and I hope he have a solid year because guess what? This freaking pirates team. I don't know what the hell is going on with them. They're, they're 16 and seven. They've been playing, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing great. They're playing in a division. You know, I mean, the Cubs, uh, they're, they're very competitive. You know, they, they split a, or no, they lost a th- um, to the Dodgers this, over the weekend, uh, four game. I think they only won one out of four against the Dodgers yeah. there. But Bellinger did his third home run against the Dodgers. I saw this that. Year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, um, you know, the, the Cubs are playing good. The Reds stink. Um, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, yeah. the Cardinals are nine and 12 right now. The Cardinals will figure it out. I'm not worried about them. It's still early. Um, but yeah, man. And then the Brewers who are, or the other, the other team in the division where they had the best record in baseball, or sorry, the second best, the second best record in baseball at 15 and seven. So, you know, um, that what, what they're doing is very impressive. I mean, for, again, for a team, I that brought back uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who has really good young players. And guess what? They lost like their second best young prospect in O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill, Th- this yeah. guy, this guy who broke his ankle sliding into the plate about a week ago or two weeks ago now. Guess what? This guy is not going to be back until about August at the earliest. They, they they're speculating. So, um, good on the Pirates. I really hope they can keep this up because if they get O'Neill Cruz back in time, that is going to be a scary team and. I, their pitching's doing really good. They're, you know, again, it's only about a month sample size. But uh, again, this is how, you know, it kind of grew it out. Obviously, you know, we, you know, it until we get into the dog days of the summer, that's when we really see some teams come alive. And we'll see if the Pirates can keep this going. I'm, um, I'm rooting for them to do this. I don't think it could happen. I just don't think they have the depth. Maybe the starting pitches is a lot better than what I see. But um, I'm happy. This is a cool story right now. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years, and McCutcheon is one of those guys that that you know he's like a career pirate. And when I when I was there, I remember actually going to see Phillies Pirates at PNC Park. Wow. And it was back when the I mean the Pirates have been pretty bad for the past however many years, but um the Phillies won like thirteen to nothing or something that game, and the Phillies weren't even that good. That was probably four or five years ago. Um, but yeah, the pirates, man, it's good to see them actually winning games. I mean, I know, like you said, it's early and it's only a a month sample size, but I think Pittsburgh needs that. The Steelers have been struggling lately. They don't really have much else going for them out there, except for maybe the penguins who, who flopped in the, in the playoffs this year. So yeah, it's good. It's good for the city. And like you said, we'll see where it goes come dog days of summer, but, um, hopefully this 33 year old Maggie guy can, light it up for him i, I sure hope <laughs> so quality starts because i'm rooting for him um but yeah man and here here's here's another team that's just um we we mentioned some of the series earlier in about you know talking pre-show that has just started off absolutely amazing and that is the tampa bay rays they're 20 and 3 now they just improved to 20 and 3 today after did you beating see that, the astros 
Did you see the last catch of the game? The last out? I did not know. Wander Franco barehanded it. Oh, I I did see that. Sorry, that was, I I didn't realize that was in the game. I saw that really quick. I didn't realize that was in the game. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. No. Um. Yeah. Wander Franco, who's who's been absolutely awesome. He's that, that whole that whole team's been awesome. A Rosarena's back. A Rosarena. Yeah. I mean, he was he was awesome during the um the uh, WBC. Yes, he, he was. Yeah. Um. But dang, man. Yeah, they're There's, fourteen and zero at home. I think that's the best home start uh, of any team. Yeah, um, but man, they they're on absolute tear. And you know, with the only reason I bring them up is because, like I said, not only they're twenty three, but in that division, the you, you have four teams, uh, five teams. I'm sorry, because the Red Sox uh, they lost today. Um, their the Red Sox are at five hundred right now, uh, but all the teams in the division are over five hundred or five hundred or better now. Right. This is, we saw this last year too. It was a little flip flopped where the Orioles were closer to the bottom and the Yankees were closer yeah. to the top. But yeah, we saw this last year too. I mean, it's easily the most competitive uh, division in baseball, in my yeah. opinion. You know, absolutely. Um, the 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 blue. Who who would you say has the best offense in that division? Out of the Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles, Yankees, and Red Sox. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, we're watching the Rays put up runs, but honestly, right. I mean, I like the Blue Jays, man. I like yeah, the Blue I, Jays I, I would say, I would say the Blue Jays. I, I think, I think as the season goes on, I think that Blue Jays offense is just really good. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I, you have four guys, you have four out of five guys in that top of the lineup who's averaging over three hundred right now. Yeah, with um, with Bo yeah, Bich- I mean, Bobichet. They got Matt, Guerrero, yeah, exactly. Chapman, yeah. yeah, exactly. Dalton so, Barshow's been playing uh, batting pretty yeah. well. He he he's batting like two twenty Barshow, but he he still has a lot of pop. So, but um, mm-hmm. also uh, Kirk, who you know, he 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 hit over like three fit like three hundred last year. So, um, again, he he's uh, one of those guys who could show up. But definitely, I I uh, would say the Blue Jays. But yeah, man, the the Rays are, you know. They're they're only uh, four and a half games ahead in the AL East, but what they're doing right now, I would like to see if they could continue this into May because if they can, then I think they could put this division away by the summertime. Yeah, like they really can. I mean, we saw the Yankees last year get on this hot start and just really put the you know we thought that what they were going to do is put the division away. They almost collapsed it. Remember, they were really close, big time. I think, yeah, I think this Rays team is better because I think they're better coached. And I just think they're deeper as far as like it all goes. Um, but the thing that the Rays ran into last year is injuries. That's why they weren't that great. They it's made the, the playoffs. Yeah. They made the playoffs, but there's so many injuries to these guys. But um, it definitely a Rosarena is a different player this year. Last year, Rosarena, or well, Rosarena in general, he has an attitude problem sometimes. Yeah. He he um he is very frustrated very easily if he's not doing well. He will show that at the plate. Um, so he sometimes be a very frustrating guy, but when he's on, he's very happy and he's very energetic and he is like, oh, yeah. so the Rays are doing great now, right now. So a Rose yeah, is in a good, he did his little, he did yeah. his little, <laughs> he always like crosses five, the arms. Yeah. Five times WBC. I was watching those games and every time he got a hit, he would do his yeah, little man. arm cross thing. I mean, dude, he's, he's showing, up, hey, remember, yeah, he's showing up. Remember like the 2020, uh, playoff run, he hit like. He's the first rookie ever to hit like seven home runs in the playoffs or something. I think like it was that. seven, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, obviously the guy, the kid has talent, so um, no shame for him there if he's going to celebrate and do all that. But um, yeah, man. The we um, we have that. We also have um, 
we also have a uh, last thing here. I was going to say real quick, let's, let's real quick touch upon um, the Braves right now. I know that I game, want, I wanted that to game just ended. Yeah. Strider. This Strider. No, he, 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 he lost. Yeah. He went eight and he lost the note. He has no, no in the uh, eighth inning. He gave up a single, but um, Strider um, eight scoreless 13 K's and uh, an absolute dominating win for the, um, for the Braves. And I'm just going to keep saying it guys. Braves are the team to beat in the NL. They just are. Yeah. They just they're the best team in the NL by far. They have the pitching, and I I could maybe say the number one guy is Strider. You just say it, man. I mean, uh, Max Reed too, but it's like Max and Max Reed's in a contract year, so this guy wants to get paid. So yeah, Freed, Freed I expect him to be awesome all year, barring any injury. But uh, definitely the Braves are that team to beat uh, going into it. Uh, by the way, the uh, Heat it's only a two point game. <laughs> they were down by. Oh They're, no way! Yeah, one oh seven, one oh five, less gosh. than two minutes here with, as with we're recording on the yeah, we're wow. recording it here on the podcast. But uh, yeah, man, I definitely want to wrap this up as we get to it. By the way, I think I found a new podcast name for this uh, for the sports pod. I'm gonna keep so guys, everyone listening, I'm gonna keep the name of Rocky Start Podcast. I'm gonna, that's where I'm be interview, interviewing entrepreneurs and kind of keep the other sub the other kind of uh, topics that I like to talk about life skills top performers, anything like that's going to be recorded on this show. But I think I'm going to uh, change my sports podcast name to where I separate the two into the Sportsman Like Conduct podcast. There's another show like that named it, but um, they haven't been on in about three years. And um, I didn't want I didn't want it to overlap with somebody else's podcast. There's a, there's about eight to 10 unsportsmanlike conduct podcasts. <laughs> so there's about eight to 10 of those. Um, I definitely don't want to overlap with those people. But um, you know, I I, I like being sportsmanlike. When I play yeah. basketball, I like uh, you know, showing. I like teamwork. So, um, yeah, I think it kind of goes with the brand, and um, I think that's a name that I could uh, hang on to. And I, uh, Steve, is going to be a part of the team. He's going to be a producer. He's going to be chiming yeah. in and everything. And um, yeah, I'm happy to do this going forward. Um, you know, got got a lot to build on here, and uh, I'm excited for things to come. Um, uh, my career at Fox will be ending here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I uh, appreciate everybody for listening into the show and uh, you guys all have a great day. We'll be back next uh, Monday, Steve, and talking some more baseball. Oh yeah. I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Steve for coming on again today. We talked a lot of sports. Um, we talked a lot of Miami there at the end. Uh, Miami eventually did win 119 to 114. The Lakers game is just about to start as well. Um, I hope you guys, please give me some feedback on the new podcast name. I would love to hear uh, your guys' thoughts about it. And uh, I'm excited to get it going here. Uh, it's going to be a new uh, venture, a new part of the brand for uh, myself. And, you know, Steve coming on as my producer is um, it's huge. I know Steve and I have been doing the podcast here for a little, a few months now, but, um, or maybe a little over a month now. But, um, yeah, Steve's a, uh, you know, he, he knows how to do all the audio. He knows how to be a producer, sound guy, and all that. So this, uh, yeah, he's going to be along me with the journey. So I'm excited to have Steve there by my side. Um, I hope you guys all have a good day. Thank you for tuning into the show. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And um, I will be sharing the new one shortly. 